It's around 1 a.m. We're in downtown Los Angeles, and we're exiting 1720, a live music venue. Lupe Fuentes, a house DJ, public personality, and model, stands outside with her husband and a friend. Her friend's Uber pulls up, and it's time for us all to head home. But it's not quite over for Lupe, who has to be up in a couple hours to head to Las Vegas for an event. With her busy schedule, it's really amazing that we were able to find time to sit down and talk. We talked about her journey, her career as a woman in a male-dominated world, and it was a moment for her to reflect on the past and look ahead to the future. I think at the end of it all, we can really relate to her story and be proud of the people that we've become through every twist and turn and every moment that has led us to the now. I was walking down the hallway to get to Lupe's house in downtown LA, pretty much in the center of everything. And I was immediately greeted by her dogs. I like this one right here because he's like. Can we both? <laughs> hey. Good, how are you? With the greetings exchanged, uh, we uh, found a place to sit down and begin. Sort of. <clears throat> okay. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Guys! For real? Meatball! I'm going to put you in there with Benny. Okay, so let's try this one more time. Welcome, Lupe Fuentes, a DJ, music producer, a personality, someone who's amassed over 700,000 followers on Instagram, whose shows are amazing to attend. Thank you for being on the show today, Vegan Cookie Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. Tell me a little bit about the beginning of Lupe Fuentes. You were, have you always lived in Los Angeles? Did you grow up? Okay, so I'm, I am originally from Colombia. I was okay. born in Cali, Colombia. And when I was around nine years old, my family moved to Spain. So, you know, living and growing up till I was nine years old in a third world country was difficult. You know, it, it comes with its challenges. And, uh, yeah, so we moved to Spain when I was around nine years old. Santiago de Cali, or Cali, is the most populous city in southwest Colombia with over two million residents. You can feel the beats of the drums all around you, the music going on, the, the city bustle, and if you're having a little trouble picturing it in your head, the hill of Cristo Rey uh, ha, is that place with the 
statue that's around like 85 feet of Christ and it's one of the top attractions in the city and it's pretty recognizable. I think we've all seen that statue in a lot of different things before. Then we got Spain who's known for its diverse music, music of all kinds from flamenco to rock, jazz, classical. And so you got these two places being a huge part of who Lupe is. Like my roots as a person really influenced my music, my Colombian roots especially. Uh, you know, growing up in Colombia, I used to listen to the music my mother was listening to. Uh-huh. And it was salsa, Latin music, bachata, a lot of salsa because yeah. we were from Cali. It's like the salsa epicenter in Latin America, right? So, yeah, I, I realized, you know, that I put a lot of Latin undertones in my music especially drums. I am very drummy. Mm. I love drums. And that is very important in terms of creating my music and producing songs. Um, You know, I love to put vocals, to add vocals into Mm. my production. I love to work with really soulful artists um, that can bring, you know, a feeling to the song or, or can help me to get where I am trying to go with that piece of art in that moment. For those of you who may not be too familiar with Lupe's music, let's take a listen to some of her art, and I've chosen to highlight some of the vocal usage that she employs.
you know there is something so interesting because when I first started DJing and producing music, mm-hmm. I wasn't producing house music. I was producing pop music. That's how I learned. I yeah. learned producing pop music. And, you know, I learned just by watching friends, you know, and watching friends that were producers just do their thing and, and you know, go through their creative process. But in terms of why I chose house music is because when we moved to Spain when I was little, there is a really big electronic music community in Spain, mm-hmm. especially house and techno. And I grew up with it, you know, I used to go to nightclubs when I was 14 years old and dance the whole night. I loved the music. It was, I had so many, you know, challenges in my home, you know, that the only escape for me was really the music, you know, to go out and feel free and be able to just, you know, almost meditate listening to electronic music. So when I came to the U.S., I met, I met producers through my husband because my husband used to be in Biohazard, which mm-hmm. is a, um, used to be a hardcore band from New York. And yeah, so, you know, I always wanted to do music. I never had the opportunity to do it because in my case, it was a little bit more of surviving instead of pursuing happiness when I was growing up. Yeah. So... Now that I have the opportunity to follow, you know, what I want to do and and pursue my happiness and be creative, uh, I put, you know, I dive completely into music and and that's why I chose house because I grew up with it. It was familiar to me. It was something that I recognized in my brain and in my heart from when I was little. I like that you said that it was like a like an escape for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that in different ways yeah. because for you, it was the music scene. For somebody else, it might be... Uh, painting, painting or acting. Yeah, acting, yes. anything. I think the arts are so important, honestly. Like, I, I, I didn't grow up with an art background. Like, my family wasn't artistic. You know, I didn't know anybody that made music or was an actor. I didn't have any role model growing up. And I discovered music just by going out with my friends at night, you know. And, and it was, yeah, it was like an escape for me. I feel like at that time when I was, I don't know, 15, 16 years old, I felt so lost in my life as a person. I don't know where I was going. I don't, you know, everything. I had so many questions about my future. And, yeah, music was that one thing when, like, I feel emotionally, I felt comfortable and safe. Lupe Fuentes felt so comfortable making music that she eventually made In The Loop. The, the event this June 8th is called In The Loop. Mm. In The Loop is my record label. I created it uh, in 2014. And it started really because I wanted to have more control over my release schedule. I am always making music. And, you know, in 2014, I started releasing a lot of music with different labels. Mm -hmm. But it was really, you know, I thought so much possibility to market the music unlike every other label that I was releasing on. 
So yeah, I I was really excited about the you know being new in the scene and contributing in my own way. So I created the label. I started releasing my own music, and ton of other artists all around the world started sending me their music to be released on the label. So it was something so organic and so just like a you know a ball that keeps rolling and becomes bigger and bigger. It was so amazing just to know that there are so many people out there that actually have your same sensibility in music mm. and you know people you know unknown artists all around the world will se- were sending me demos and I will go through these demos and some of them were so good and it's there were tracks that I will play on you know on my own sets and and it was it was really cool to be able to sign a lot of those artists and see how they grew, you know, from 2014 to now, and how, you know, they expand their careers and and yeah, just to give an opportunity to new talent, you know, to release in a label that is quality and that really cares about marketing your music. I'm curious as to kind of some of the struggles that you had to go through, specifically being a woman because that's something that I don't have a perspective on and that you do. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a perspective on the music industry or the, you know, being in the DJ scene yeah. and stuff like that. And now, you know, people seeing your Instagram and you're posting about the show on June 8th, it, it might seem for an outsider like me, like, wow, that was, you know, it, it, I don't see all the things that led up to it. Yeah. Uh, from your perspective, specifically talking about like being a woman, how has that kind of shaped what you've been able to build now and, and maybe even motivated it? You know what is so crazy? When I came into the scene and when I decided to really take it seriously, making this music, and I wanted to make a career out of this mm-hmm. full time, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. I didn't know. I didn't have enough information. Yeah. I just you know decided I wanted to do this because I love the music and I wanted to create you know, and that'd be my life. But when I slowly started to learn about the scene, about the business, about the industry of electronic music, I realized that it is a boys club and it's very hard for a woman to make it. I have this saying that I always tell to my husband, either they wanna fuck you or they don't wanna fuck with you. And that's really sad, you know, because there are so many super talented women DJs and producers and singers and musicians out there, you know, but it is harder for a woman to make it, definitely. Mm. I feel like even though right now is the best time to be a woman, we still have a long way to go, you know. There is still a lot of sexism and what a woman should and should not do. And... I feel like, yeah, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know that it was going to be... No no hard, but I didn't, I didn't know I was going to get so much shit for being a woman and wanted to be making music, mm-hmm. you know? And not wanting to either date a DJ or fuck my way to the top. So that was hard. And I love that, I, that I'm doing it the way I'm doing it, you know, the right way and not taking shortcuts. Because I'm not in this, you know, to make money. I'm in this because I love what I do. And at first, it was, you know, a really big surprise to see people I even look up to being sexist. 
towards me and towards other women, you know. At first, when I first started DJ, I would go to my shows and, you know, my husband will, will go with me, mm -hmm. right? And people, the people at the show will think that he's the DJ. And then when I get on the decks and I start playing, you know, it's, it's, it's a chucker, you know. They don't expect a, a girl, you know, that looks feminine to be able to rock the decks and to rock a crowd like a man yeah you know and yeah so it is hard but at the same time it's a very empowering to do to go against the odds you know and to prove people wrong and every small victory it just feels so much bigger because it's so much harder for the women mm -hmm. so I love to my music, and I feel like every single time that I see a new female artist, either producer or DJ, I really try to encourage, you know, and be supportive and be mentoring because it's needed. You know, a, a safe place to develop as an artist for women is needed in this scene. Yeah. Do, do you think <laughs> being a little girl, you would ever have pictured yourself in the position that you are in now? No, never. <laughs> When I was a little girl, I didn't want to be a DJ per se, you know, that wasn't like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is the one thing, you know, I feel like I always loved music and I have always been a very musical person, but I didn't know, you know, what way exactly. I just mm -hmm. knew that I wanted to create, but I didn't know exactly in what form that was going to come out. One thing that I've seen and appreciated about uh, you is you owning... Uh, the fact that you were in the adult industry before, kind of like what what have you taken from that whole experience, and then now being a DJ, especially because I feel like a lot of people may have the tendency to treat you differently, knowing that. Yes, I'm so glad you asked this actually, and you formulated the question so well. <laughs> Took me a little while. <laughs> well, you know. I was in the adult industry, right? I'm a woman, I'm a person. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have had many lives in one lifetime. And, you know, life is not perfect, you know? And I guess my one goal in life is to live my life to the fullest, right? But, um, yeah, I mean, I was in the adult industry. I'm not sh ashamed of anything that I have done in the past. And I own everything I have done. And, you know, in terms of what I take from that experience, you know, being in the adult industry, have good things about it and had bad things about it, mm. like anything in life, like yeah. being a football player, right? You can be paralyzed by a bad hit that you get in the head or whatever, right? Being a football player. But also there are so many other amazing things about it. And... <clears throat> You know, like everything, it has its good and its bad. I feel like our society, especially, has so many hang-ups with sex. Mm -hmm. And everybody has their own experiences. And nowadays, people have, everybody have an opinion, right? And, you know, in the end of the day, like, I struggled with this a lot, especially in the beginning. Because, again, coming into a scene that is a boys' club and is very sexist. And on top of that, you know... I was in the adult industry, so I knew there were going to be a lot of people that were going to be judgmental mm -hmm. or that were going to be close-minded to, you know, welcoming me into this business. 
But in the end of the day, I feel like as a person and what I have learned from all this life experience that I have lived to now is that it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks because in my 32 years of life, I have been through hell and back and I have made it, okay? And all of that have been because of my decisions, right? And even when there have been bad times and challenges, you know, I have made it through the other side. And I guess the one thing I take away from it is that it doesn't matter good or bad, adult industry or no adult industry. You know, the only thing I can do with my life is keep pushing, right, for what I want, for the person that I want to be, the person that I want to continue to grow into. And... Yeah, I mean, I used to get so upset, like in the beginning, when I first left the adult industry, I used to get very upset about people's comments, because people can be really cruel and rude in the internet. <clears throat> and it's cyberbullying and all of this. And I used to get really upset because, you know, I wanted to take my music very seriously, and I wanted to do this, and I was putting so much hard work into it, you know, learn how to really be a DJ and learn how to really be a producer, and this was a lot of effort and a lot of hours and a lot of time and a lot of years, right? But a lot of people, you know, that see it from the outside are very quick to judge without knowing the person, without knowing the story, without knowing anything about you, you know? Me being in the public eye made me a target, you know? And I psychologically gotta understand that. Mm -hmm. And I gotta understand that, you know, if it's a bad comment or whatever, <clears throat> in reality, it doesn't matter, you know? It doesn't, it doesn't change my life in one bit what anybody thinks. What, you know, people's thoughts don't pay my bills. So, so I guess that's the one thing I take away. I feel like every single experience, included being in the adult industry, have made me the person that I am today. And I'm very grateful for that because I really like who I am. I come from nothing, you know, and everything you see here, I made it all on my own. And that is really powerful. You know, and I feel like all those experiences have just given me, you know, challenges. But at the same time, things have been learning experiences that I will not trade for anything. Because without that, I will not be the person I am today. Lupe is no longer struggling to survive on the streets of Colombia. And there's a lot she's gained since her childhood. Like one of those, like what we were talking just about right before, you know, mm -hmm. I'm proud of the person who I am. And I'm proud of the things I have, of course, right? Because I have worked very hard to get everything I have in my life. But not only that, I feel like I'm really proud of the person who I am internally. I am a very strong fucking person. Okay? I've been through a lot of shit. And I have handled it. You know? And I've been through it. And I have taken it like a man. And I'm proud of that. You know? I'm very proud that... I don't know that, you know, I have built a strong character and that is really important to me. You know, the person I am today, I'm really proud of everything I have become. I'm very proud of the person I am as a friend. You know, I'm very proud of all those things. I'm very proud of how I approach my music, you know, that is uncompromisable to mm. me. And not everybody does that. And, you know, that is something important. <clears throat> And in terms of like the bad days or when there are things I need to overcome, 
I feel like everything is inwardly, really, you know, like, again, I have worked so hard to get where I am in my mind, you know, I have no fear, you know, I have no fear, I don't mean I don't have fear ever, but I mean, I don't have, like, in terms of my career when I am making music, I don't have fear to be myself, you know, I don't have fear to perform and just, you know, do what I feel I need to express in that moment. And it took me a very long time to get there. Mm. You know, when I first started making music, I was very insecure of myself. I felt like an outsider. I felt like I didn't belong because I was a woman, because I was an immigrant, because I have a broken accent, because I was in the adult industry. There were so many things about myself that I was like, okay, this doesn't fit, you know, the mold of what you are supposed to be when you are an artist in electronic music you know all those questions were in my mind and it took me some time to you know accept myself and you know just free myself from all those chains of what I was supposed to look or what music I was supposed to make and I feel like that's the most That's the biggest thing I can, you know, I have accomplished just to like be free from fear of being who I am. I think patience is very important. It takes a very long time to do something good and something that lasts, you know, something true. It takes a very long time. It takes a very long time to become something, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, You cannot really fake it till you make it. You have to become it. You know, whatever it is that you want to achieve, whatever it is that you want to be, I feel like you have to work towards becoming it, you mm. know? And that's what I did, you know? And especially, like, when I first came into the industry, my identity was, was like, almost taken away from me, you know? Because I wasn't the person that I used to be, and I was looking for a new identity, but I just didn't know what I was, so I didn't know how to get there. And it was through hard work, you know? It was through literally putting in the work every single day and becoming an actual producer, you know, becoming an actual DJ, becoming a music person. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, the things I did for the, it was, it's just, everything is self-development to me. Yeah. I think self-development is everything, right? From, I feel like if you are not in a good place mentally, then you cannot do anything else. Her words should definitely be taken to heart. This is someone who has lived through hard times, who's struggled, and also someone who has succeeded. You know what I mean? (laughs) Not everybody sees the nights that you don't sleep when Mm. you're working on music. Nobody sees, you know, the traveling that is very hard, the touring, you know. Nobody sees, nobody sees the struggle. Everybody just sees the highlights, Mm -hmm. you know. Like, I feel like it's really funny when people say, oh my God, this person just came out and they're blowing up. They've probably been doing that for like 10 years and nobody knew about them. (laughs) You know know what I mean? So, so yeah, I mean, you know, for me it was, I feel like when everything really started like happening for my music and people started to really more recognizing what Mm -hmm. I was doing was when I started accepting myself. You know, I stopped pretending to be somebody I was not, you know, 
and I say, you know, this is who I am, this is what I did, and whoever likes it, good, and whoever doesn't like it, also okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not everybody has to like what I do or who I am, and that is okay. That's completely okay. There are so many people in the world, you know. Yeah, that when everything started to change was when I accepted myself for who I am. You know, I'm not your average DJ or producer. I love music and I love working. I'm definitely a workaholic, but I'm also a woman and I'm feminine, you know, and and I embrace that and I'm okay with that, you know. And to me, I think it's very important to say to women, it is okay to be who you are. Mm -hmm. It is okay to be a woman. It is okay, you know, and you can also be smart and talented and do absolutely anything that a man does. Just your own way. I know you had said at at the beginning, before you even started, before you had come to America, you had those questions, you know, what you wanted to do. The questions I feel like a lot of people have when when they don't really have their path before them yet or they haven't found that path. Mm -hmm. Now that you are on that path and and you're doing so so many different things, what do you see in the future? Well, you know, in in reality, the plan and the goal is the Mm -hmm. path, right? To enjoy the path as much as I can and to keep growing and developing as an artist and change it, you know, transforming my, my sound and working with singers and other other artists and people that can collaborate with me and make some really cool stuff. But the, the goal is the path, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously I want to make it as far as I can, you know, and I will, I will try, but I feel like in the end of the day, the goal is the past, yeah. you know, the, to be doing it is, is the goal. You know, to just be making music and be living the life that I want to be living. Um, and the things I'm doing right now, I'm doing the event that is going to be a monthly event in the loop. And to get more information, you can go to my Instagram, at Fuentes, and you can click the link in the bio and find out more about the monthly event. Uh, I will keep going with my label and making music. And yeah, touring and just developing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm right now. I'm in a really good place, and I want to. I want to be here for a while. You know, I want to make music, and I want to just you know be creative and make things that I'm proud of. If you had to manifest one thing into your life, one collaboration, who would it be with? I'm curious to know which like house producer or DJ you'd want to collab with? So right now I feel like I'm in a very key point of my career, Mm -hmm. of my, of my creativity. I feel that, you know, I have been making house music, tech house for the past seven years and my sound is changing and I'm really excited. I'm Right now, I am the most excited about music I have been lately. And it's because I'm changing my sound. I am starting to become more melodic, more... I'm incorporating more vocals into it. Mm -hmm. So I'm really into working with other artists right now. Like, collaborations are really big for me right now. Especially, I want to make, you know, still electronic music, but I don't want to have to stay within a genre you know I want to just experiment and 
make something cool without paying attention to to the genre mm-hmm. or following you know whatever genre how do you say that or following like any pattern from a genre you know so I'm really excited and if I had to choose one artist to collaborate with will be Cardi B I love Cardi I fucking love Cardi (laughs) she's such an inspiration to me really she comes from nothing Mm -hmm. you know she's a real person and she has made it so far and she's super talented and yeah I would love to collaborate with her for those of you who know the story of Cardi B, it may be very obvious why Lupe Fuentes would choose her. Um, Cardi B is someone who rose to fame and success seemingly quickly to many people, but actually her background is pretty interesting. She used to be a stripper. She began working as a stripper at 19 after getting fired from her previous job as a cashier. And... Uh, After that, she entered the reality star scene by appearing on season six of VH1's hit Love and Hip Hop New York. She only was on there for two seasons, um, but she's very well known for speaking her mind, for being herself, and whether you like her or not, her story and her rise from nothing is actually very inspiring and very relatable. Cardi B and Lupe Fuentes are women who are empowered. They are strong, they are confident, they say and do what they want with the confidence of a man, which makes me pretty hopeful for the future. With women this powerful, I'm excited to see their trajectory and how it inspires other women to make their mark on this world. As we wrapped up the conversation, I asked Lupe to tell me about a memorable night she had. You know, I think like one night that really comes to mind. It was the perfect story. I was playing in L.A., and I was opening for Paco Osuna. He's in a Spanish techno DJ. He's a very, very talented and very nice guy. And I was opening the night for him. And like I, like I explained to you before, I used to be <clears throat> not as confident to mm-hmm. perform, you know, coming from what I was coming from. And that night, I got so mad at myself. I was in the DJ booth and I was so nervous. I used to have um, a stage stage fright. A stage fright. Yeah. I used to have a stage fright. And when I first started DJing and that night, you know, I got the opportunity to open for him and it was a really big deal for me back then. And he's an artist that I really, really look up to and I love his music and I was really excited about it. Yet I was really nervous because I didn't believe I was good enough. It's almost like I felt like I didn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that night I went to the club and I started playing and I got mad at myself because, you know, I was getting this great opportunity. And I was there ruining it. You know, I wasn't being present. I was being worried about what people thought. And and I was just ruining it for myself. And I got so mad at myself that I, I remember exactly what was the thought that came into my mind. 
I said, you know what? Fuck all these people. If they don't like me, then fuck them all. I'm just going to play for myself. And I'm going to enjoy the music because that's what I am here for. And I started playing. And I remember I was playing very, very tech house the whole night. And it, it was like really jacking. And then like one hour in my set, I dropped a track that I produced and I released on Mad Tech. Mm-hmm. Kerry Chandler's label in the UK and I dropped this record and the record is drums a lot of drums and then the breakdown is no drums at all just vocal right so when I and piano so when I drop this track just I can't I cannot describe it I guess this is you know this is the reason I'm doing this right Be- in, because I keep chasing this moment all over and over again um so I dropped this track and it broke down and the vocal, you know, you could hear the vocal and, and the keys. And it was just like magic. Like people were really connected. We, me and the crowd were one through music. And it was magic. It's like nothing else that I have ever experienced, you know, to be able to connect two people through music it's a feeling. It becomes a feeling, you know. Everybody's feeling like sharing the same feeling in that room. And that moment was so decisive to me, you know. Like, I used to be like, I can't do this. I, I think I'm going to quit, you know. I used to tell my husband because I'm so anxious, and you know. And then after that moment, I was like, fuck, I can't quit. Now I can't quit. I can't. I can't, you know. And now forever, I'm going to be trying to recreate this feeling, right it's like chasing god (laughs) so i feel i remember that day like if it was yesterday because the feeling i remember what i felt you know and yeah it was it was really magical i'm pretty sure all of us can relate to that feeling chasing that one magical moment becomes our passion it becomes our drive it becomes our life It gets us up early in the morning, and it keeps us up late at night. Many would consider Lupe to be a rising star headed to the top. However, I'd like to think that she's reached the top a long time ago, and that this is just the epilogue. Because her story has already been written. It's already had its experiences, its rewards, and its humble beginnings far away in Colombia. She's not ashamed of her story. She's proud to be who she is. And who she is is Lupe Fuentes. A woman living out the dream of a little girl who just wanted to dance. And by the way, this was the song that she was talking about. Music is an escape for so many of us and the music that moves us is the soundtrack to our lives. And I think Lupe perfectly illustrates why we should always live not reaching for something unattainable, not regretting the past, not hiding the things that made us into the person that we are today, but simply living in the now, forever chasing God, being the best version of ourselves that we can be, letting the music flow over us, letting the beat move us.